This is the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Now, here's your host, Tommy. Hey, welcome to the You Need to Know podcast. Uh, We are the podcast that talks to business leaders, innovators, opinion leaders in the community, in several different industries. And this is part of a series where I'm actually speaking to entertainers and legendary entertainers. And because the entertainment business is such a huge part of black entrepreneurship opportunities, we need to really bridge the gap and, and explore knowledge that there's a knowledge gap. So you can find our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, at you need to know podcast. You can also go to castropolis.net. And I am I am really how can I say it, man? I'm honored, pleased that Mr. James Entume yeah. agreed to do the podcast with me. Mr. Entume, welcome and, and thank you so much for being part of the show. Oh man, thank you so much. Those were very kind words, brother. And I thank you so much for inviting me, man. And I and I gotta say, man, because I mean people hear the name in two man, they they jump to immediately juicy fruit, but but we know you for more <laughs> we know you for more than that, man. You're you're Grammy award winning musician, songwriter, uh you're an activist, uh you're a producer, you've done the radio thing at the legendary ninety eight point seven Kiss FM in New York. Uh you spent some time with Miles Davis in the early seventies. Uh, you know, and of course we know what you know we know you from M Two May, uh the group you formed in the eighties with Juicy Fruit and and you mean right. he and so on and so forth. But but the list, man, when you look at the list of people you worked <laughs> with, I mean Herbie Hancock, uh, the late Phyllis Hyman, Stephanie Mills, Roberta yeah. Flack, Johnny Hathaway, Mary J. Blige, uh, Teddy Pendergrass. I can go on and on, man. And 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 then yes, not sir. to even yes, not to even mention the fact that you um, you know worked on the show, which was one of my favorite shows of all time, New York Undercover. Uh, yes, sir. And 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 just but but you broke my heart, Mister M Two Man. Um, uh, when when I know you from Philly, <laughs> and I asked you about the Eagles, and and you said what? <laughs> should I even should I even Man, disclose that? <laughs> no no no. I, I, I said I'm gonna put myself on. Look, I, I was a Patriots fan. I said, oh, I said, you know what? Yes, I'm glad Philly won. They deserved it. Now yeah. here's something ironic, brother. Uh-huh. I was watching the the parade. That they had to celebrate when when the Eagles got back. Yes, sir. And and they, I think they marched down the up up to the uh, the Phil, uh, the Philadelphia Art Museum. Uh huh. Uh huh. The DJ was playing Juicy Fruit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was ironic. In the background, I heard. I say, well, yeah. I got to be part of it. Your heart just lifted. <laughs> Your heart lifted. <laughs> Hey, uh, Mr. Tume, we we gonna jump right into this, and um, yes, sir. And and again, you know, I appreciate you for being on the show. Uh, you, I read an interview uh, you did uh, a, a couple of months ago. Uh, I think it was for Black History mm. Month with NBC, and and you said something that a lot of folks have not said about today's industry. I, and 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 I may be wrong in, in stating this, but you said today's R and B music is missing bands. And, oh yes, and can can you tell me more about that? Because to hear it from somebody of your stature, tell us a little bit why you said it, why you say that. Well, uh, you know, uh, and that's a great uh, 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 that tells me a lot about you that you picked up on that point. And here's the point I was making, uh, brother. There's a distinction between going to see an artist and then going to see a band. For example, say you and I go to see Luther Vandross. Yes. 30,000 seat venue, you know, sold out. There's a different emotion. Mm -hmm. If we go back the next week and go see 
Parliament Funkadelic or <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire. Bands represent something about the cultural continuity of, of, of people. And bands really set trends. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any, it's just ironic to me, you have no, no young black bands. Right. And now, look, uh, and, and it's also about me coming up in the era of funk and R&B. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was Ozzy Brothers. Right. There was P-Funk. Mm-hmm. There was Boosie. There was uh, Earth Wind. There was a uh, Cool in the Gang. Right. There was Ohio Players. Mm-hmm. Why is it now that we've been reduced to one band? Who I love, The Roots. Mm-hmm. The Roots now have been around about 30 years. Yes. You can't name me three black bands. Wow. And that's crazy to me. It, it, you think, is there any chance to reverse that trend or or can we just call that a wrap in terms of that? Uh... Well, no, I, I, I've, I've got to believe you can reverse the trend, but it has it reflects more, my brother, on the musical industry. Mm. The, the industry, and, and I'm going to say something that some people might get upset about. I don't really care because I know what I'm talking about. Sure, I do, you do. I've always felt, I've always felt, that the goal was to control black music without having to involve black artists. Mm. Now, what do I mean by that? Mm. They shut out certain things that they don't sign. Here's another thing that's glaring. How come there are no, no young black male R&B singers mm. in the last few years? I mean, you've got Usher, you've got Chris Brown, but actually most of the young uh, male R&B singers now are young white artists. Look, yeah. and I'm not saying white people can't do our music, of course, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is why is it that the originators are now being eliminated. Wow. And it's, 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 a, it's a reality, brother. They've mm-hmm. taken the band. Now you, I mean, you don't have black uh, rock groups being signed, do you? Now, if they were right. doing that, then I would say, well, it's even Steven, but it's not. You've, you've only had We've maybe a few. Yeah, yeah. Huh? You've only had a few if you look at uh, Living Color. Yeah, look, the last one I remember was Living Color. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. Yes, it was. You yeah. know? Yes, it was. So, that, 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 ergo my point. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not reciprocal. But the absence of black bands, I think, is a horrible loss, you know, for the culture. Wow. And, and you know what? This answer speaks to a lot about who you are. Uh, you were really, uh, you know, part of your, your, your name change was the fact that you were so socially engaged in the, in the mid to late 60s. Well, I tried to be, yeah. Right. <laughs> you tried. Everybody. Everybody tried. Uh, but, but, you know, considering the current climate that exists, uh, do you feel artists are as engaged as they should be? Uh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know what? It has a lot to do, uh, uh, is a point I try to make. Artists, uh, uh, society sets the thermostat. In other words, society determines what the temperature politically is. Mm-hmm. Artists are merely the thermometers. Right. We reflect the temperature. And until the social uh, thermometer is, 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 is hyped up, you, you won't, re- like, like, you haven't seen real political movement. I think in, 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 for the last 30 years, I think the thing I've been most, most impressed with was Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Right. But prior to that, young people finally took the baton and was guiding their own movement. Right. See, each generation should guide its own movement. You know, I mean, we've still been under the influence of the civil rights movement, which, you know, it had its day. Mm-hmm. You need new thought, new blood. And uh, I think it's very promising what, what, what will come from all this. Young people have to take the mantle. We, we can't have the same, the leaders that were in the 60s still talking now, you know? Right, right. You need new ideas. Get into your, you know, you, you as a maestro, uh, you know, as an artist. Uh, what do you feel that is, is the state of today's music business? 
Well, I think the state of today's music is is, is in a great place. And and when I say what I'm what I mean by that, in terms of being a great place, it's a great place to be a young artist now. Hmm. And what I mean by that is today you don't really need record companies, brother, hmm. because now with social media, you can go down in your basement, create your music, press send, and it goes all over the world, right. and you get an immediate response to see if people like it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was coming up. All we had was, uh, you know, record companies sure, and sure. Uh, and radio. Look, we, I'm talking to you now on a podcast. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, this couldn't have happened unless it was on a, a, a celestial radio station, you know. Yeah. And, and that's over. It's, it's that the world of communications now have opened up to a level I could never have imagined. Because now, at, at the time, you couldn't create your body of work. You couldn't develop a body of work unless you were beholden oh, to the large companies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, one thing that if I were to make a comment on the mentality of, of a lot of the young artists, what I would love to see more of is individual, individual footprint, hmm. individual voices. You know, in some cases it gets a little bit too much. Everybody sounding the same, sure. you know, and we, and we know the great ones that come through. Like I love, I'm com- completely in love with uh, Kendrick Lamar. I love his work, mm-hmm. but we don't have a, enough individual voices. Okay. And, uh, I guess because of my jazz background, that's one of the things that you that's drilled into you as a jazz musician. Find your own voice. Hmm. The worst thing you can do is sound like somebody else. That's that's a disgrace. Yeah. But now I find today a lot of times it's cookie cutter. Do somebody th- sounds yeah. this way, they get a hit, and you hmm. go to sleep, wake up the next day, and everybody's going, hey, hey the same sound. Do you think that's, that's a label fault. issue? That was the the label's fault for? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. Because they don't know what to look for. There's not a lot of qualified people in the music business anymore. Okay. You know, when I was coming through, A&R person, in many cases, were people that knew the music. Hmm. A&Rs could be anything now, man. Anal and rectum. I don't know what they do. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they go over the internet to find who was popular, and they try to find them. They yeah. don't initiate creativity anymore. Right, right. Uh, you know, and you and mentioned. I don't know if yeah. what I just said makes sense. But no, it does. It, it it absolutely does. And and let me let me bring up a point uh, to your point. Uh, there was an article that came out that spoke to uh, the TV talent shows and the fact that oh. a, a lot of these artists who are uh, you know get all the exposure on the TV talent shows aren't necessarily turning out to be success successful artists after they leave these shows. Right. And, um, you know, it it does speak to the fact that, you know, they're basically, uh, you know, molded to be in the, I guess, in in the image of certain artists and and they're not their own artists. So, you know, I I think you you make a very good point. So, you know, you're pro-technology. We suffer too too much from what I call the uh, uh, copycat syndrome. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I do. Uh, so you, you, you're, you're, you're uh, basically saying technology is, has made the opportunity in the music industry better. It, it's, it's opened up doors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the thing is, will young artists take advantage of it? This is a great time to be creative, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, yeah, and, and I was telling somebody the other day, brother, I said, you know, uh, a perfect example of what I'm trying to say is, like, if somebody like Prince came along today, Mm. No record company would sign him. You know why? <laughs> why? He'd be too different. Yes. But that's what art's about. Mm-hmm. I always tell people the, the the trick in art is to find the difference in the familiar. Mm. 
if everybody's doing this thing, what do you do? What is it about what you do or how you do it that makes you stand out? Mm, okay. Finding the difference in the familiar is it should be the first goal of any artist. Well, well, let me ask you a question on that. Finding the difference in the familiar. Uh, what what's one of your favorite projects you've ever worked on that you you think about and you say, oh man, that was that was the place to be. My my favorite project, brother, actually was New York Undercover. Wow, wow. And, and that that might sound that's no. not funny, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah it, most most people would say, well, well, uh, the closer I get to you, or when you did that, or when you worked with the uh, uh, juicy fruit and that those were personal goals. Mm-hmm. New York Undercover was actually a cultural goal that I wanted. I wanted to put our sound on television in a way that it had never been done. Mm. And I, I really think I was fortunate enough to pull that off. You know, I, when I did New York Undercover, um, I was the only black composer on television with a dramatic series. That is you cool. Know? Yeah. And I had to fight tooth and nail all the way. I give First of all, I give thanks to uh, Andre Harrell. It was Andre that brought me in. Yes. But then I had to fight the old school people over at, at, at Universal. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to use the theme. When I brought the theme to New York and the cover, they said, no, we can't use this. Wow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that became actually one of the most distinctive themes for a television show. And it still is. But no, that would yeah. be, I felt that I was representing us. It wasn't just a personal goal. It was, like I said, a cultural goal. Uh, I, I wanted to do music for a show that I said, I wanted to make sure you couldn't, nobody could talk about New York Undercover without talking about the music. Very well, similar to Miami, what Miami Vice did years mm-hmm. before. You're absolutely right. And, and the amazing thing about what you did with New York Undercover, you put these contemporary artists into oh, songs. Natalie. Classics. Natalie, yeah. Yes. They were performing classic songs, and in some cases that you would not probably, you would not expect them to, to do. So, right. Now, yeah. can, can I can I give you a, a minute backdrop on that? Yeah, absolutely. Do that. Okay. So here's what happened when I when I get the you know get the gig to, to compose. Natalie's originally in the script was a place where the cops went to, to you know just to cool out and talk about you know what happened during the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this now. Let's let's rewind. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. The first season for New York and covers 1994, yeah. 95. Mm-hmm. Something interesting happened. The first year in New York and the cover. That was the same year that Arsenio Hall was taken off the air. Wow. So I'm saying, you know what? There's no place to see black artists. Mm. You know, because Arsenio was our outlet. So I suggested to Dick Wolf and Andre, let's turn this into something bigger. So I said, what I want to do is bring young artists in to redo classics. Uh, so you know, Mary J does a uh, natural woman. Mm-hmm. I bring in uh you know, 112 to do After the Love is Gone. Mm. You know, I bring in Erica Badu. I bring in, the, oh. you know, all these artists. And Raphael Sadiq. Did you bring artists. in Raphael? If I, if I recall, was Raphael on the show? Did you ever? Uh, no, no. Raphael wasn't on. Okay. All right. Okay. But but still. Uh, yeah, probably the only guy I didn't have, right? <laughs> he was. But, uh, <laughs> you know. And then I brought, then I, then I would bring young artists to redo a classic. And then when I brought the classic artists in, mm-hmm. I'd have them do re, uh, one of their hits. So B.B. King, After the Love is Gone. Wow. Al Green, Love and Happiness. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was a great, great combination. And then after a while, by the second or third season, we found out from, the, from you know, people who wrote into the show, a lot of people tuned in just to see who was in Natalie's that week. You yes, know? they did. 
Yes, they did. It became that was, that, that was, that, I was very proud of that. It was it was the staple. It became a staple for the show. You know, it, it was an expectation. Wow. All right, now I'm gonna have to put you on uh, put you out there again, Mister Mtume. Okay. What, what was the least favorite? <laughs> Can you mention it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll understand, I, I, sir. I'm, I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna do this because the brother's no longer here. Oh, okay. I, I want, but but I'll tell you the experience. Okay. A very famous uh, uh, singer. Uh, that I had the opportunity to work with. And uh, I had never run into an ego like that. Mm. And uh, used to do Budweiser commercials. That's oh, what I I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, yes. So yes. I was like, you know, because my whole thing with the music, brother, is like all egos don't come through the door. Once you go in the studio, egos are outside. Was, was it Chicago-based, kind of as a, a Chicago? <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, you see, that's, that's why you got a show. <laughs> but that was a very, uh, uh, let's say, painful experience. Because when I make music or make music with somebody, man, it's very serious and, mm -hmm. it's, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't allow people in the studio when I'm doing vocals. Mm, okay. Because I always believe that if you got a bunch of people, everybody works different. It's just the way I work. Mm. I like it to be very serious and for the singer to concentrate on 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 the performance. Sure. Not sure. performing, but mm. on the performance of the song, you know. So, uh, but that there was only one. I've only had one bad experience. I got mean, it. I've got and you. I've had so many joyful ones. I mean, can you imagine? You know, mm. working with Roberta and Donny Hathaway, oh, or man. working with Stephanie and 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 Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. You know. These are all the things that I've experienced, man. This, that, and, and, and even, you know, when, when I see people like Phyllis Hyman and, and, and some of those incredible uh, artists, I mean, that, that just, that had to be yeah. a joy, man. Because they were, they were so, they were so much about the art, the talent, and the performance. So, so yeah, 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 yeah you, don't, and then, you don't see and that. You know, and yeah. then one of the things, I forget, what I did want to also mention about New York Undercover, the Natalie thing, when I would work with these young artists, mm -hmm. many of them would ask me to help to do, do a project on their album. Wow. I did projects on Mary's uh, album. Mm -hmm. uh, I did. I was called for Jason's lyric, and uh, KC asked me to redo "If You Think You're Lonely Now." Wow. You know, yeah. uh, D'Angelo. I worked with D'Angelo on on the Spike Lee "Get on the, uh, Get on the Bus" soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So I had an opportunity once because they had never worked with older artists. Mm -hmm. I mean, older producer. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it was just a great exchange, man. You know, great exchange. Excellent. So, so as as you talk about. Where where you had the opportunity to bridge the gap, I I talked to a lot of uh you know either people who want to be in the business, uh, parents who have kids you know who are who are trying to get in right. the business. What would you tell people what lies ahead for music and and you know if you had to give some advice to these artists to folks who are you know have kids who are trying to get into it you know what would you tell them that lies ahead for music? Well, one thing that's funny. I was thinking when you when you uh, posed the question. I was thinking one of the things that I have been around long enough to see, first of all, make sure that parent is not living vicariously through their kid. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times you have parents who wish they had been in the industry, you know, mm -hmm. or flirted with the idea. And then they think they have to guide their kid that way. Mm -hmm. First of all, make sure the talent is there. The worst thing in the world is trying to guide a young person in a direction that they're really not qualified to fill. Sure. Sure. You know, everybody, everybody ain't chosen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a, one, of, one of the things that social media has opened up. A lot of times we're not as critical, and I don't mean being critical just for the sake of being critical, but we don't critique 
talent the way we should. Sure. I mean, there's a certain level. When I was coming through in jazz, mm-hmm. hey, man, when you stepped on the stage to play with somebody, man, mm-hmm. you had to be able to hold your own. And a lot of times we glorify mediocrity. Somebody's mm-hmm. just okay. And mm-hmm. then we run around, oh, man, they're great. And they're not. Wow. And that goes to, to your point earlier about when we were talking about these uh, TV shows, okay? Mm-hmm. These, these people are vaulted on, on, on into having a career, and they're, they're not prepared. It's mm. a distinction between having a hit and having a career, okay? Yes. A lot of people have hits mm-hmm. and don't have careers. We can't even remember them a year later. And uh, the career is what you secure yourself in. Yes. Learn your craft. It's not enough. Uh, not Well, I'm not saying uh, nobody studies, but there should be more emphasis on studying your craft, mm-hmm. listening to artists, being influenced by the good, and you throw out the bad, but studying your craft. Mm. People think they can just wake up and be a singer. Nah, man. Yeah. That's why you don't have the same level of singers. Mm. Where's the next Teddy Pendergrass? Yeah. Where's the next Donny Hathaway? Where's the next Stevie Wonder? Yeah. I mean, they may be out there, but they've got to be nurtured. So true. So true. So when when you look at all the things you've done, you've done, and you know when people look at James and Tume, what do you want people to know about who you are? Um, I never believe my own hype. <laughs> I always <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I and I was never interested in awards. Mm-hmm. I was only interested in rewards. And what I mean by rewards, I, all I ever wanted was for people to feel what I was feeling when I created my music. Wow, that's the reward. Mm. And I've gotten all the other stuff, Grammys, American music. No, what means something to me, man, if I can walk somewhere and run into some brothers and sisters and they say, yo, man, that's my jam, mm-hmm. bam. You can't ask for nothing better than that. Yeah, that is amazing. Mr. Mtume, <laughs> again, I just want to say uh, it's an honor and, and I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you so much for having me. And I hope, yeah. you know, your, your listeners got something from this conversation. Oh, man. I, you know what? If they don't, I did. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, there it is. But hey, uh, you know, s- seriously, uh, continue uh, doing what you're doing. So, how do how do people connect with you? Is is there a way? I know you have a website. How do, how do people? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, JamesMtumeLive dot com. JamesMtumeLive dot com, and that'll connect you to my Facebook, or the, the Instagram, and all that stuff. Yeah, I'll make Go sure right that's there. on the page. That's JamesMtumeLive dot com. We'll make sure we have that. And one, one last thing I want to leave you with. Sure. I'm, I'm creeping out of my retirement. We're getting ready to do a, a solo album on Tawatha. Oh. My, my lead thing. Yeah. Wow. And so, you so see, you, just started, you just started doing some performances, and you can go right on uh, YouTube and see it. So, you know? so, where is, so where is she based these days? Where, where are you guys based? Uh, 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 New Jersey. Orange, New Jersey. We're all out of New Jersey. I'm, I'm from Philly, but mm-hmm. I've lived in Jersey the last 40 years. Excellent. So we Jersey people right there. But Philly, <laughs> look, you always from Philly. Bro. Always. That's and what I'm South saying. Philly, you know how that is. <laughs> you dig? And because they play Juicy Fruit at that um, at the awards at, at, at the Eagles winning uh, parade, we're gonna give you we're so gonna give you a crazy. pass, I'm man. Like, <laughs> there you go. I said, oh God, I can't escape it. <laughs> Man, ladies and gentlemen, thank all right, hey, you. Hey, we just want to say really again, thanks to you. Uh, all all the best of success on the new project. Oh, thank um, you so you much, know, keep keep spreading keep spreading and, that and positivity, and right man. Back at you. And and all the stuff you're doing, the uh, the new artist, and I will say the younger artists need you. They need to hear that. And uh, don't forget, you can go to uh, our our podcast. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, at the You Need to Know podcast. 
or at castropolis.net, C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. Mr. James M. Toomey, thank you, sir. Brother, thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Subscribe by going to castropolis.net. That's castropolis.net. Also, search You Need to Know podcast on SoundCloud. Interested in becoming a spotlight business on the You Need to Know podcast? Click on the Spotlight My Business link at the podcast page. Thanks for listening.